Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. How many people love the Word of God? Amen. Amen. Our church believes in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I believe that the Old Testament is recorded for us as example so that we can learn many godly principles, what to do, what we should not do. Salvation, yes, is free. Yes, salvation we receive by faith. If you have faith in Christ, you repent of your sin, even though you are not perfect and you sometimes keep sinning out of ignorance or misunderstanding or lack of understanding of the Word of God, you still save and God still loves you. But the blessing is not free. You can go to heaven for free because Jesus paid for you. But to live your life on earth with the blessing of God, with the victory, with the favor of God, with the rewards of God on earth, you need to live in obedience. You need to know the Word of God and obey God. And lately, I have been talking about blessings and curses because I want you to be blessed. Why some Christians in the church are blessed so much? Why some Christians face a lot of problems? There are reasons. And the reason may be because of stubbornness and don't want to obey God. That's why I want to present the truth to you so you, you understand that if you want to be blessed by God, you need to walk in obedience. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, the Bible says this whole long chapter talks about blessing and cursing. And again, this is to apply to us today that if we obey, we will be blessed. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, now it shall come to pass if you diligently, you notice diligently, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all this blessing shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Do you know that the first word that God spoke to Adam and Eve was, I bless you, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. In fact, God does not give all this law in the Bible because He hates us, because He wants to just pull out the big stick and hit us so that we will be trembling children and kind of stand like this, like, yes, God, you know, I'm a bad guy and I'm a bad kid. No, 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 no. The reason He gives all this law to us so that we will be blessed. The purpose of God, like every father in the world, Every father wants their children to be blessed. God wants us to be blessed. But he reminds us that if we obey him, obey his voice, we will be blessed. That is the universal, spiritual, heavenly principle that will never change. The Bible also says in verse 15, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Opposite. 
to blessing is the cursing, and it, the cursing will come when we disobey God. Today, I'd like to show you a few people in the Bible, just example, as a teaching the Bible today. I'm going to teach you the Bible that there are people in the Bible who really disobey God, and you can see the curse in their life, and we don't want to follow that footstep. And the curse can go into the third and fourth generation. The curse w i t h the weakness, like cruelty or violence or pornography or sexual immorality or hatred or gossiping or division. All this sin can go down to the next, the next and next and next generation, three and four generation. Follow that dad who committed sin. One of the person in the Bible that I want to share about is Herod. Herod was the king. There are altogether four Herods in the Bible. You read the Bible, you see the word Herod, Herod, Herod. But actually, there are four Herods. Look at the first one, Matthew chapter two, verses one to three. Herod the king or Herod the Great. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king or Herod the Great. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, "Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him." When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Herod the Great or Herod the king was half Edomian and half Jewish. Edomian came from Edomite. And Edomite was the descendant of Esau. Esau was the great, great, great grandparent of all this generation, Edomite, Edomian, and they are the cursed generation. Why this group of people are the cursed generation? Why the children are cursed? Because the great grandfather Esau was not committed to God. He was walking in the flesh. He was not walking in the spirit. Genesis chapter 25 verse 34 talk about Esau, and Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Esau was the older brother, oldest brother. He had the right to become the ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he sold that birthright, the blessing. For just a cup of soup, this man pleased his stomach more than seeking spiritual thing. He did not want anything about God. He just wanted to please his stomach. He was walking in the flesh. In fact, another part of the Bible called him fornicator and profane person. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 16 to 17, talking about Esau. Lest there be any fornicator or profane. Person like Esau, so Esau was a fornicator. He was committing sexual immorality. He hated God. He was against the things of God. Who for one morsel of food sold his birthright? For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance. So this man never repented, though he sought it diligently with tears, because he never repented. The curse drop into his life, overtake him, and follow 
to many generations. So we can see that Esau committed sin. The curses go down to the next and next and next generation to eventually Herod. Within Esau, he hated the things of God. He was against God. Within Herod, the same weakness. He hated the things of God. Opposite to Jacob, the younger brother of Esau, Jacob loved God. He wants the birthright. He wanted to be the ancestor of the anointed one, the Messiah, the king of all kings, the savior of the world. Jacob loved God, but Esau hated God. And these two group of people keep fighting all this world history. Herod hated the things of God. So when he heard about the king of the Jews, Jesus Christ, his first reaction is, hmm, I want to find out who is this man who loved the king, uh, who loved Jehovah, the God of Israel. What did he do? Herod asked his scribes or his uh, wise men to come and say, could you please look in the scripture? What is going on here about the supernatural star and about this wise man? I want to be clear to you that God in heaven always wants to set people free from curses, no matter who they are. But it depends on people's response. I was born in the cursed family. My ancestors have many wives, quarrel, fighting, worship idol. But God loved me so much. He sent two things to me. Actually, God used three things to wake you up that you come out from the curse. Number one, he sent his servant to talk to you. At that time, he sent my sister and brother-in-law to talk to me. And another man, another man, another man to talk to me so that I will come out from the curse. He sent not only his servant, he sent his word. He showed a word. Maybe you can find a Christian track. Maybe somebody share you the word of God. He wants to set you free from the curse. And number three, he sent miracles to wake you up. Miracles. In this situation, he did the same thing. God did the same thing to Herod the Great. He sent his servant, the wise men from the east. Not only that, these scribes opened the Bible, the scripture, and found that, yes, the king of Israel the Messiah, would be born in Bethlehem at that time. And God also sent miracle, a supernatural star in the sky to show to Herod that God is real. Get out from the curse. Get out from sin. But Herod did not choose like Pastor Lao chose. At that time, I chose to follow Jesus and I came out from the curse. But Herod was a stubborn man. Instead of repenting, and saying that I'm going to follow Christ and I'm going to worship this God, the King of the Jews, what did he do? Matthew 2, 16. The condition got worse. He practiced the same thing like Esau. Esau tried to kill Jacob. You remember? Esau chased after Jacob, tried to kill him. Matthew 2, 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. He sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem in, in all its district, 
from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Herod did not repent. He did not choose God like Esau, the cursed generation. He even got worse. He performed mass murder. He killed all the male children under two years old in Bethlehem in order to get rid of Jesus Christ. What happened? That curse go to the next generation. Look at the next man. Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great. Exodus chapter 34, verse 7 say that, Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Okay, look at the next generation. Herod Antipas. Herod Antipas have that iniquity or that weakness in his life. Cruelty, violence, and hate the things of God. The same thing. After his dad died, God still wanted to save this man, Herod Antipas. What did he do? He sent his servant and he sent his word. Who is that servant? John the Baptist. Mark chapter 6, verse 20. God sent John the Baptist to talk to Herod Antipas. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he hurt him, he did many things and hurt him gladly. At the beginning, Herod Antipas was stirred on the inside of him by this servant of God named John the Baptist. And he was stirred by the word of God. But unfortunately, he did not choose that way. What happened? Herod Antipas committed adultery. He took the wife of his own brother named Philip to become his wife. So he committed adultery. Not only that, one day, Herodias, the background of the story is this, that John the Baptist was preaching against this adultery. So Herodias, who was the ex-wife of Philip and now married Herod Antipas, got mad at John the Baptist. What did she do? She set up a big feast of his birthday and then asked her own daughter, which is the niece of Herod Antipas, the daughter of Philip, to do a special dance in front of Herod Antipas. Herod Antipas' heart was stirred by this dancing. So he did not control his heart and his mouth. He said to this woman, Wow, this dance is so good. What do you want? Even half of my kingdom I will give to you. This young lady went into Herodias, her mom, and asked her mom, what should I ask? Her mom said, the head of John the Baptist. Herod Antipas already gave the promise. Is that right? So when Herodias and the daughter asked for the head of John the Baptist, he has to do it. He chopped off the head of John the Baptist. He committed cruelty and violence again. The curse go to the next generation. But God didn't even stop. God wanted to try to stop this man from being in the curse by sending Jesus himself to talk to him. In Luke chapter 23, 8 to 11, now when Herod saw Jesus, Herod Antipas saw Jesus, he was exceed, exceedingly glad for he had desire for a long time to see him because he had heard many things about him and he hoped to see some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him with many words. 
but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. Then Herod, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked him, and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. God sent Jesus try to save this man, but he did not repent. He continued in the curse, in sin. Look at the third person, the grandson of Herod the Great, the son of Herod Antipas. His name is Herod Agrippa. Look at Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 5, the third generation. Now about that time, Herod the king, mean Herod Agrippa, stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he has arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Again, the third generation, Herod Agrippa. God wants to do the same thing to save this man from the curse. God sent Christians to preach to him. He met Peter. And not only that, God performed a miracle in front of his eyes because God sent an angel to break the door of prison. And Peter walked out of the prison miraculously in that time because the church prayed for him. But Herod Agrippa did not repent. He continued the curse. He continued the iniquity. He continued the sin of his father and grandfather and great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Esau. You know what he did? After the miracle happened, instead of repenting, he killed the soldier that guarded the prison. He committed cruelty again and violence. It was so sad. Look at the fourth generation. Herod Agrippa II. Acts chapter 26, 24 to 28. Now, as he does make his defense, Festus, which means Agrippa, number two. Herod Agrippa, number two. And with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. You notice one thing? God still wants to save the fourth generation again by sending Paul, one of the best soldiers in the kingdom of God, to preach to King Agrippa II of Festus. Much learning, he's driving you mad. But he said, I am not mad. That's what Paul said. Most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. So God sent the servant and then speak the truth to the man. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows this thing, for I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention. Since this thing was not done in a corner, in other words, all the miracle happened in Jerusalem and in Judea was not a secret thing. People know that God performed miracles, healed the sick, the lame walk, demon come out. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. You think the word almost is enough? No. Some people come to church, I almost become a Christian. I almost join the church. It's not enough. You need to make a decision. 
King Agrippa the second did not repent. God sent the best soldier, the best apostle, to preach to him. He has a chance to repent that day. Even get challenged by Paul. Hey, King Agrippa, I believe you are ready to get saved. But he said no. He re- rejected the gospel again. What happened? This fourth generation, King Agrippa, the second, eventually lost his throne. Very shamefully, he eventually moved to a land and buy a piece of land, a farm close to Mount Vesuvius, and he lived there in shame and exile. Eventually, that mountain erupted volcano. The whole house was buried in the lava, and they all died. After the fourth generation, you never heard the word Edomian, never heard the word Herod, or Esau anymore. The whole clan was wiped out by the punishment of God. After fourth time, the fourth generation of Herod. I hope that those who listen to this sermon will not reject God and repent. Don't be stubborn. Don't try to argue with God. Don't try to use your own reasoning. You know, the Bible says that come to God like a children. A lot of time, it's harder to preach to two kind of people, the rich and the highly educated, like me. Very stubborn. I was born in a rich family, and I was very stubborn. So I tried to reason with God all the time. But you know, one day God spoke to me. Without me, you're in trouble. You need to repent, humble yourself, and to surrender to everything I say in the Bible. And then I can stop that curse. The curse will stop in me, and the curse will stop in Tanida, in Paul, and Joy. And no more curses. Actually, in the future, I'm going to come back and teach about how God deals with each family. Regarding the curse, and if the husband is in that house, if the dad is in that house, I noticed in the Bible everywhere in the Bible, if God wants to deal with a family, He's gonna speak to the man first. He speak to the husband first or the father. Fathers, man in this church, you dictate the future of your children and your household. If God send the servant to speak to you, and you repent. The word of God come into your ear, and your heart change. You break that curse of your generations that come from your great grandparents, great grandparents, and then your children will be blessed to the thousand generations. I can see already in my life how God blessed my children. Tanida is a very good daughter, helping mom and dad all the time. Love God, serve God. Open her home for care group. Joy, love God, serve God, fear God. It's amazing. Paul get the spirit from her mom, the spirit of giving. Last week, one of the teacher gonna get married. Paul came back home and say, "Mom, I have money. I'm gonna buy the gift for my teacher for her wedding." And he wrote on the, on that card, you know, have a happy marriage in love and respect. Paul Lao Hapasit. And he handed the gift to the teacher. That is the giving spirit. The blessing flow into the next generation, because I am pastor. 
choose to obey God, to serve God, to be loyal to God, to be faithful to God. I tell you, in my care group at home, even no one show up, I'm gonna sit there to have a care group. I promise God that I'm gonna be faithful to Him to the last day of my life. Why? I want to break the curse in my life. I want to break the curse in my next generation. I want to be loyal to God, faithful to God, love God, obey God in everything I do. I'm not going to give excuses. I'm not going to use rationale to argue with God. I'm not going to keep bad attitude on the inside of me. I'm going to clear my conscience. I'm going to keep my conscience pure all the time. I will not let the devil destroy or seal my conscience. I want the blessing. I want the blessing. I don't want the curse like Herod. Amen. I want to challenge all of you today. Don't be like Herod. You may be a Christian already, but again, blessing is a conditional thing. Come by obedience. I want to challenge all of you to obey the Lord and to really examine yourself every single day and repent of your sin. And don't fight with God anymore. God's going to send you miracle. Many of you, miracle happened in your home already. Maybe God healed you. Maybe God saved you from being unemployed. Maybe God do something in your life that miracle happened already. God sent Pastor Lau to talk to you, call you up, email you. Like God sent Paul to talk to Festus. God maybe sent Pastor Da a little bit stronger than me when she talked to you. My weakness, I don't like to confront people. I need to really, really ask God to help me. I really have a hard time confronting people because I'm a younger son in the family. I never confront younger kids, so I hard time to confront people. But Pastor Dai is an older sister, so she confronted her younger sister all the time, younger brother. So Pastor Dai always, hello, <laughs> repent. But for me, it's hard because I never confront people, but I try to change. Whoever confronted you or tell you to repent, you have two choices. Herod's choice, Esau's choice, or you're going to choose like Jacob to repent and turn around and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm going to shape up my life. I'm going to adjust my lifestyle. I'm going to adjust my attitude. And I want the blessing in my life. And my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids, they're going to rise up. They're going to grow up to be the blessed generation, not to be the cursed generation like Edomian and Esau. It's our choice. Don't blame other people. It's our choice. God did his part. He sent Jesus. He sent pastor. He sent the word. He gave you CD to listen, iPod, podcast. He gave you all the technology you can listen to the sermon of God. I mean, the sermon in the church. Can you imagine in our early generation, we have only tape. We have no podcast even. Now you have podcast to listen at home. In the car, you have iPhone, iPod. You can listen in the car. You have no excuses that God will not send the word to you. No excuses anymore. But the decision is yours, not of God. Amen? Amen. I think we need to hear this. We need to hear this. Especially men in the church. Ladies, if you're single, don't marry a man who doesn't fear God. Because you need to think about your children. Marry a man who fear God. 
He may not be perfect, but he fear God, and he try to do the best to please God. Then the blessing will come into you and to your children and great grandchildren. Amen. Men in the church, I want to exhort you. Be like King David, repent very fast. Be like Joseph, live a holy life. Be like Paul, live a life to please God. Okay, men. Can I hear Amen out loud? Don't have a stubborn heart. You see the example in the Bible already. That curse is real. And you, you don't play game with God. You don't try to play with God. Let me ask you this question, okay? Before I close in prayer. How many of you, when you eat food, and you have to think how the stomach gonna work, how the intestine gonna absorb vitamin and minerals and protein and carbohydrate? Do you have to think? You don't have to think when you eat. You go on and play tennis and watch movie, popcorn still digesting in there. It's automatic, is that right? Automatic inside your stomach. Thing happen. The same thing with the blessing and the curse. If you obey, the blessing gonna work in you like the way the stomach works. You don't even have to think about it. But if you disobey, the curse gonna work. Even though the Lord Jesus already shed the blood for you, but because you intentionally disobey God, the curse gonna automatically work, because that is the universal principle. Like the same thing, you jump out of the building. What is hap- happening? You crash on the ground. That is the universal principle. God set up the principle in the world, and the principle is: if you obey, you shall be blessed. If you disobey, the curse gonna start working. In your life and the third and fourth generation, Amen. Amen. Automatic. You don't even have to think about it. I want the blessing to overtake me, overtake my wife, my children, great grandchildren, and to many generations before Jesus come back. Amen. Parents, I want to encourage you. You may be a new believer. You just come to know God only a few months. And you already start to worry about your kid that they don't know God, they don't come to church. Don't worry about it. Start from you. Start from the parents. If you love God and you are faithful to God, you pray for your children and you set good example to them faithfully, faithfully. I am Pastor Dan. Never miss church for all these twenty something years, twenty seven years. Never miss church. We set example to Paul, Joy, and Tanida. They will plug in. To that blessing with you, and they're gonna come along. Start from you. Don't expect. I heard some people. They, I want to go to that church because they have a good children program. It's not about children program. I tell you, it's about you. It's about the parents living a holy life, setting good example for your children. Even weak children program, it doesn't matter to me. It's about you walking right with God. Amen. I feel so sad when I heard people say, "Oh, I like that church. I don't care about me. The good children program. I just sit there and enjoy the song." No, it's about you. You need to get right with God first, as an example to your children. If you walk rightly, correctly, uprightly, your children are gonna follow you and come along and get the blessing. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, "Thank you, Pastor Lau." <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people want the blessing in your life? How many people want the blessing to go to the third and fourth generation? Why don't we stand up and pray together? You make a commitment to God, Lord. Tell Him that you're going to be faithful. You keep your promise to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You're going to hate sin. You will love righteousness, love the things of God like Jacob, not like Esau who hated the things of God. You're going to walk in the Spirit, not to please your flesh. You are not going to walk in the soul, in the mental. Let your mind control you, but you're going to let the Holy Spirit control you to guide you and lead you. You will not be like Herod, the Great, Herod, Antipas, Herod Agrippa. You shall be like Joshua, like Moses, like David, like Paul and Barnabas. Like Jesus Christ Himself, Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, a prayer of commitment, including all the men and the women in this church. Father, we commit our life to you. We want to choose life. We want to choose the blessing, not the curse. Father, thank you so much for sending your servant to speak to us. Thank you, Father, for giving us the word to convict us, to show us the right way and the wrong way. Thank you, Father, for the miracles that was done by the Holy Spirit, that we can see that God is so real. Father, all the days of our life in this church, New Hope International, your people will continue to walk with you in obedience. And we're gonna see all the children in their home blessed, grandchildren blessed, great grandchildren to the thousand generations blessed. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If some of you don't know Jesus Christ, and this morning you say, God, I want to become a child of God. I want to. Believe in Jesus, who died for me to pay for my sin and the curses in my life. I want to encourage you to pray with me. Pray with me. How many people want to go to heaven? How many people want to make sure you go to heaven and have Christ in your life? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. You want to go to heaven? If you never personally invite Jesus into your heart, pray with me. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I need your help, Lord. I turn away from my sin. Starting from today on, I want to walk with you. Turn 180 degrees to follow you, Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart right now. I want to follow you. Give me a new heart. Give me a new spirit. From today on, 
I will witness of your goodness. Show me, Lord, every single day that you love me. Then you, that powerful God, reveal yourself to me every day through your Word. I will read the Bible through your Holy Spirit. I will walk with your Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.